The Informed Traveler with Randy Sharman is brought to you by mygrouptravel.ca. Got a group? Want to travel? Get a quote. Go to mygrouptravel.ca. And to listen to the show online, go to theinformedtraveler.ca. Welcome again to the Informed Traveler Radio Show. I'm Randy Sharman. This part of the show brought to you by Park2Go, Value Valet, no hassles, no delays. That's a promise. And one of our regular guests on the show is travel writer and blogger Paula Worthington. Her website is betterthansittingathome.com, and she's back this week to tell us about her adventure in the Northwest Territories. Hi, Paula. Hello, Randy. So uh, you were just back from the Northwest Territories, and we just chatted with you a few weeks ago. So you're uh, quite the traveler these days. Well, it's that time of year. I love traveling in the fall, and uh, this past trip I flew up to Yellowknife and spent a few days at a wilderness lodge called Yellow Dog Lodge, which is about a 20-minute float plane ride uh, north, north, northeast of Yellowknife. Uh, there's no roads there, so float plane is the only way to get in and out. Was that the first time you were in a float plane? It wasn't, it, oh, but okay. it's cool every though, right? Time, it's very, it's really exciting every yeah. time. Uh, it's you know, it's it's a very regular mode of transportation in, in that part. That region of the Northwest Territories is about twenty percent water, so there are a ton of lakes. A lot of them don't even have names, um, <laughs> and uh, and so it's a, a pretty spectacular part of our country. Mm-hmm. Now, what was the attraction of the Northwest Territories? I, I would bet that the, one of them would be the Northern Lights, right? Yes, of course. Um, Northern Lights season runs from about August through April. Uh, in the summer months, as you know, um, Yellowknife itself probably gets about, in June, gets about 20 hours of daylight. Mm-hmm. So there. Can't really see them when the sun is out, but uh, but from August to April, uh, the chances are very good. And Yellowknife is known as the Aurora capital of the world. So there's a few factors that come into play that that help make it that. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Yellowknife is relatively flat. It's on Great Slave Lake. There's big, wide, open skies. Um, once, as soon as you're out of Yellowknife, it is wilderness. So it's very easy to quickly get to places that are very, very dark as soon as the sun goes down, which, of course, is going to help you um, see more of the brilliant colors of the northern lights. And uh, and it's a relatively clear sky city. So they they have, you know, they have times of the year, sure, like anywhere else where it can be a little bit overcast, mm-hmm. but um, there's a lot of clear sky nights. So uh, all those factors help, uh, help to give great probability of seeing the aurora, and I did. Um, it was an amazing show, if you will, um, one of the nights I was there, and, and it's uh, anyone who's seen it does not forget that moment. Well, they are pretty spectacular. I can remember growing up in Saskatoon, and you could see them quite well from Saskatoon in the fall months, and you know, I remember just laying on the grass and watching them dance in the sky. They're pretty spectacular there, but I can just only imagine how spectacular they are when you're further north, like in Yellowknife. Yeah, and it, and for you know a lot of people who live south of sixty, uh, we think of looking to the northern sky. And uh, the night I saw the northern lights there, they actually came up from the south. So uh, the cool thing is, you know, when if you're in in further in southern Canada, you tend to try and peer and get, hopefully get a glimpse in the north sky. Once you're up in the Yellowknife area, they can they are in all directions and and they can fill the entire sky. So. That makes it pretty exciting, and uh, and then of course being that far north, 
your probability of seeing the Northern Lights is that much greater. Mm-hmm. Now, did you go with a guide or someone to uh, help you along the way or just do this on your own? Well, you, there's so many different options. Um, uh, there is a, there's a guide uh, that I went with in Yellowknife. His name is Sean Norman, and he does Aurora viewing tours. Um, up at the lodge, the uh, the the lodge uh, owner was there and kind of showed me where I should be looking in the sky. But the, the night that uh, that the aurora really really came out, um, you know, it was very obvious. They were they were all over, and 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 as you start to see them a few times, you can start to see glimpses of sort of these bands that look like cloud and that's usually the start of it and then they turn this beautiful brilliant um, green sometimes pinks purples whites and they truly just like they say they dance across the sky they're Mm -hmm. not they're not very static they move around and you know to me I, I think they're one of Mother Nature's greatest, greatest shows on the planet. Mm-hmm. So I guess you don't really have to, didn't have to go very far from your accommodation to see them there, right? Well, uh, at the lodge, because the lodge is uh, about a twenty-minute flight from Yellowknife, you are surrounded in darkness. So, so you literally walk outside the door, and and they're right there. So you could, uh, you just could watch from the wood-fired hot tub or out on the <laughs> deck and uh and it was really easy to see them because you you have very uh very little if any light pollution in that area watch from a wood-fired hot tub that sounds like yeah. it'd be a lot of fun yeah sipping on a glass of wine the, i would imagine too yeah that's the way <laughs> they they do it up in the wilderness so uh you know you have to you have to stay comfortable right randy so <laughs> well tell me a little bit more about your accommodations about the lodge itself then Sure. So Yellow Dog Lodge is is predominantly known as a fishing lodge and, and I would consider myself a fairly novice fisher and and um the guides there were fantastic, setting me up with all the right equipment, um, heading out in the boat. The unique thing about the lodge is it sits on a channel between two lakes. So the, the lakes are called Duncan Lake and Graham Lake and and it's basically the only place on, on either of these lakes. So one lake is twenty four kilometers long, the other one is ten kilometers long. And it's just surrounded by beautiful uh, trees and forest and rock and pure wilderness. Um, the lodge itself, I think it sleeps upwards of about 24 people if at full capacity. And, uh, and there's a, a fantastic chef there. Your meals are prepared. Um, you have access to fishing guides. You have access to equipment. You can go hiking. You can go kayaking. Um, they even have in the uh, that's available. You can stay in the lodge, either right inside a lodge room or in a cabin. Mm-hmm. And they also have these barges that have sort of a canvas tent on top of them and a motor on the back. And you can actually rent those and sleep out on a covered raft. You've got a comfortable bed inside, a wood stove inside, a barbecue on the deck. And they're self-catering, and you can take those out and motor them out into the lake wow. and uh, and stay there for a few nights if you really want a true on-the-water uh, wilderness experience. Uh-huh. Well, two things come to mind when I think of the Northwest Territories, bugs and bears. Did you have a problem with either one of those? I didn't, no. Uh, I mean, one great thing about traveling in the fall is is the daytime temperatures are, are really pleasant. It was you know, 15, 16 degrees, mm-hmm. dipping down to probably seven or eight degrees at night. So, you know, you just let you layer, you just layer up, yeah. you have lots of layers on you, you have your raincoat ready, you have your sweaters ready. Um, didn't notice any bugs at all. And, uh, and yes, there are certainly bears in and around, but, uh, but didn't see any of those either. We saw, uh, we saw a beaver lodge and, and a beaver. We saw a mink um, at one of the lakes. It was actually a lake. We, we boated across one lake, parked a boat, 
hiked through the forest, came across another lake where there was a boat tied up there, and then we were able to fish on an even more secluded lake. So um, I have a feeling that maybe, uh, you know, sometimes you're in those areas and more animals are watching you than yeah. what you can see <laughs> of them. Um, but exactly. they, but because there are so few people, um, you know, they, they don't really want to encounter you and vice versa. And you follow all the regular rules of just make lots of noise and travel in groups where you can and and uh, and you know you you pack in what you pack pack out what you pack in and mm-hmm. all of that common sense stuff and and uh, and you really can just enjoy the beauty of nature there. Now you mentioned you took the float plane from Yellowknife up to your lodge. How did you get to Yellowknife? I imagine just regular airfare or air uh, schedules. Uh, regular routine, air yeah? schedules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, regular service from. Uh, a few major Canadian cities, and and it's very easy to get up there. Um, this lodge in particular, they book your float plane fight, flight around your itinerary, so people very easily they can they can either go and um, like I did, I went and stayed in Yellowknife first because there's so many great things to see in Yellowknife, mm-hmm. um, or you can fly in catch your float plane and be up in the lodge in the same day. So instead of sending a car for you, the lodge sends you a plane. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, Isn't that how we should all travel? I, yeah, I know. It's kind of cool. So we only have about a minute. Uh, quickly tell us your thoughts on uh, Yellowknife itself. Uh, Yellowknife's great. It's a, it's a spectacular location. It's right on Great Slave Lake. Uh, so it almost does feel like you're on the ocean in some ways. Um, Old Town is great to explore. There's some fantastic history there. Um, some great restaurants, uh, places like Bullock's Bistro. They catch fish right out of Great Slave Lake serve it that day. There's a a microbrewery called Northwest Territories Brewing that's opened up that has a great restaurant attached to it as well. Um, A lot of fantastic history around gold mining. And then, of course, now in recent years, diamond mining. Um, You know, Yellowknife's only been around as a city itself for about 80 years, but a lot has happened in that time. And then, Mm -hmm. of course, uh, beyond that, really rich and wonderful uh, First Nations heritage as well, which is great to explore. Well, it sounds like you had a fabulous time. Your website is betterthansittingathome.com. And Paula Worthington, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Thanks so much. The Informed Traveler with Randy Sharman is brought to you by mygrouptravel.ca. Got a group? Want to travel? Get a quote. Go to mygrouptravel.ca. And to listen to the show online, go to theinformedtraveler.ca.